Welcome back to another episode of the No Further Comments podcast. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. And to my left is the talented Mr. Glenn Riley. What it do, man? Man, we're in a different location today. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand our whereabouts. <laughs> well, I mean, normally we are in the, uh, the, the, the radio studio. Yeah. Today we're in the TV studio. What's cool is we're going to actually put this one on YouTube. Okay. Along with our uh, normal podcast on SoundCloud well, I, and iTunes. I, I'm, I'm not clean shaven, but we, we, we do what we can. We'll, we'll fix you up. <laughs> All right, episode number nine. Number nine. You know what that means. We have to name athletes that wore the uniform number nine that were relevant. Yep. Not, not someone like Mario will point out, <laughs> uh, so a backup for Michigan in 1984. And our producer Mario's not here today. Yeah, he's in um, London right now, right? <laughs> I thought it was uh, Paris. No, it wasn't Paris or? I don't know. He, he, he's all around the globe. Global Mario. That guy with his passport. <laughs> it gets stamped and, he, and he's off to the next place. <laughs> Who do you have number nine? Who do you want to start off with? Uh, that's a lot. NFL, uh, I guess Drew Brees. Um, that's the one I thought of right away. Yeah. Is he the only person in the NFL that wore nine that was, was... was Aikman? No, Aikman was eight. Aikman was eight. No, no. Um, shh, that's right. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah, I mean, of, of, of good quarterbacks. I mean, Carson Palmer, but I mean, for the Bengals was nine, but that didn't end well. <laughs> Basketball, we got a ton. Uh, Tony Parker. TP. Yeah. What's his nickname? Tony Parker. No, what's his? Doesn't he have a nickname? He has a nickname? Yeah, I thought he did. I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, Bob Pettit. Ooh, that's yeah. old school. Yeah, Bob Pettit's old school. I've heard things that Bob Pettit was a, was a, was a racist in the, in the 19, 1960s. <laughs> not, not the nicest guy to the blacks. Really? Yeah, but uh, he's probably cool now. I heard he was cool now, but I don't know. You know, it was, it was a different era. Who's he voting for? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's Jill Stein. Uh, your boy, Nick Van Exel. Nick the Quick. Yeah. You know what's crazy about Nick Van Exel? His son is serving 60 years in prison for murder right now. What? Yep. Because of a crossover. <laughs> he killed him with the cross. <laughs> he killed him with the, it was a killer crossover. And he's doing, hey, he murdered somebody? Uh, I don't know the uh, particulars. I mean, it's tough to do 60 if you didn't. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I believe he was going to Cincinnati State, and he was playing basketball at Cincinnati State. Okay. And I don't know if it was during the time he was playing, though, or after he finished up. Yeah. But something happened. I hate I, to I, hear that. I don't know the details. I never did find out. I have a big thing that if you were ever rich, you should, you should be rich the rest of your life, and, like, your kids should be good, like, if you mm -hmm. made, you know, and... and but, I mean, I guess, you know, the kid won't be, be blowing the money. No. You know, this is, this is, He's this is just spending all that, that retirement income on cigarettes. <laughs> Rondo. That's right. What do you, th what do you think about Rondo? He, he's, uh, he's now with my Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't seem to, he seems to, to not get, get along well with others. Yep. I mean, it always feels like he's still salty that, like, in his rookie year, like, the the big three at that time were like jerks to him. And, and he never really got over that. Like he's still mad, like like, like he's got something to prove. It's like, dude, you're, you're an all-star. I think going back to his days in Kentucky. Yeah. And he didn't get along with uh, Tubby Smith very well. Okay. I didn't even, no one really knew that he was good. I mean, I guess somebody did because he was drafted high, but, but he was not a star at Kentucky by, like, by any means. He was like, 
a crazy story. One time when he was playing in college, I went to watch him play. Okay. I went to watch UK play, and I had pretty much, I think, second row seats. Uh -huh. And Rondo was standing at the top of the key, and he was setting up the play, and he looked over at, at Tubby to, to hear what play he, he wanted. Okay. And the defender was like reaching because he saw him looking. Uh -huh. And Rondo took the ball and he held it like this, and his hands okay. are enormous. Like the whole crowd went, whoa. Like his, yeah. for, for being, you know, his size. Yeah, 6'3". His hands like covered the entire basketball. I never heard the whole crowd was like, whoa. It was he, crazy. He had, a, he had a hands of, 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 a, of an eight foot giant. Mm. <laughs> Did you ever see the, um, the picture of Kawhi Leonard when he caught that ball going out of bounds? No. -uh. And um, somebody took a still image of it and they okay. showed his hands around the basketball. It needs to be stated that if you have a child with extremely large hands, basketball, because, you know, that was always the thing with, with um, Dr. J. Dr. J just had huge hands, and Jordan as well. Like, if you could palm a, a basketball, like, prematurely to, like, other kids. You know, one of the, um, like, slept-on stories is that during Michael Jordan's second retirement, he cut, like, the tendons in his hands on a, yep. on a cigar cutter. Yep, playing golf. And I don't know why <laughs> you got the cigar, the cigar cutter on the course, Mike. But um, somehow he couldn't really palm the ball with his right hand afterwards, and I think that that limited his effectiveness. Uh huh. Know, in, in the Wizards' years. Did you ever see that interview that they did with Phil Jackson and asking him the difference between Kobe and Michael Jordan, being that he coached both of them? No. -uh. One of the things he pointed out was the size of their hands. Okay. And he said that Kobe has unusually small hands okay. for a person his size. All right. Whereas Michael Jordan had hands that were unusual, okay. unusually big for somebody his yeah. size. I always thought that was pretty interesting, saying that sometimes Kobe didn't have the ball control that okay. Michael did. Yeah, I mean, I can, especially like aerial stuff, when you're attempting something difficult, it would be, you know, like, like just thinking like when you were a kid and you play like a smaller ball or whatever. The oh, amount, you can do so much Yeah, more. like if you're in the air, if I don't have to worry about, you know, losing the rock, then, you know, it, it, it makes a difference. Absolutely. It makes a difference on these streets. <laughs> what about baseball? Uh, Ted Williams. That has to be number one. Yeah. T T Teddy Ball game, as he was called, and the Splendid Splinter. Sports writers don't, 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 don't come up with these, these <laughs> quirk-ass nicknames anymore. The Splendid Splinter. Who, did, who thought of that? Did, did Ted Williams play his entire career? With the Red Sox? With the Red Sox? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, um, he was about 20-plus your career yeah it was it was super long it was weird because he was from um san francisco and like the bay area and um yay area said his um yeah he was his favorite rapper z40 his, his favorite rapper was short dog <laughs> and apparently his mom was like super active in like the goodwill but was like neglectful of him so he always like felt 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 some type of way about that so every time he's hitting the ball he's, <laughs> he he's, he's really hitting his mother <laughs> Uh, Reggie Jackson. Which, That's which right. Was number nine for for the the A's. Speaking of the Yay area, and the Orioles, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Mr. October, and and he couldn't wear it in New York because of another number nine, Roger Maris, who what? was broke um, Beirut's home run record, and we never let him forget about it. We we hated him for that because we wanted Mickey to do it. Reggie Jackson was he. 
44 with the Yankees? Yeah. The only reason I remember that is because I was a huge baseball card collector. Okay. And he was definitely one of the guys that I liked uh, collecting cards. I, I thought I remember he was 44. Yeah, he was. Um, there was a really good movie made. Um, uh, I think Billy Crystal directed it um, called 61 about Mays. I mean, not Mays, but about um, Mantle and Maris in their pursuit of the record that year. And it came out, it's kind of weird because they had it when, um, it was when the, the period of time after Maguire had the record um, in the late 90s. But, but yeah, if you get a chance to see that, people, I recommend it. All right. And then there's a ton of soccer players that wear number nine. I don't know if anyone cares about that because, like, you know, in soccer, basically your top striker normally wears mm -hmm. number nine, your best overall offensive player wears number 10. Really? And then like the secondary striker wears number 11. So like- um, Let me, let me. can I take a stab at this? Yeah. Of the, of the, of the, probably the top okay. number nine? I don't know soccer that well, but I only really know, and I'm gonna take, I'm gonna step out of the box on this one. Okay. Mia Hamm. Mia Hamm. Uh, and Ronaldo, not the, not the current Ronaldo. It's, it's weird that, that Two of the best four players of the past 20 years are both named Ronaldo. But uh, Ronaldo, the Brazilian one, um, R9, um, wore, wore um, um, number nine throughout his career at, with both club team and, and country. He, he was a, a doubt. If you ever get a chance to see the, the Ronaldo footage on YouTube of the year, he, um, he played for Barcelona. It was just crazy. It, it was like... Like if Charles Barkley could somehow ha have foot handling skills, I mean, he was just running. He's muscling people. Yeah, it, it was. It's, it's, it's the most aggressive I've seen the soccer player play. What's up with the flopping in soccer? I don't know. It's it's it's, it's, it's European gamesmanship, <laughs> which I cannot condone. <laughs> Speaking of gamesmanship, let's jump into the NFL. Yeah. Just finishing up week number five. In the AFC East, the Pats are 4-1. Tom Brady's back. Tom Brady's back. What do you think about that? Uh, he looked good in his return. But, I mean, you know, what, what do we expect? I mean, Now, he wasn't practicing with the team, correct? Yeah. He was, uh, I mean, I, I think he may have got, um, got some of the old Patriots receivers. But, I mean, he was in, in Europe naked, so I don't <laughs> Flopping. <laughs> in the AFC South, the Texans are 3-2. and two. The AFC North. Pittsburgh's four and one. Yeah, Pittsburgh is good. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, Denver, and New England literally seem to be a cut above the entire league. Maybe you include Seattle in, in that mix, but that seems like like that's the top four by by a considerable margin. Did you check out Antonio Brown's shoes? I think it's the last yeah. two weekends, right? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think he's it's kind of just goofy. The, my main problem is not that he's doing it, it's that the shoes themselves don't really look that good. Like, like it's just kind of somebody just painting stuff on the shoes. It's not like... Okay, so last week he had Arnold Palmer yeah. on his shoes. And then this past weekend it was Muhammad Ali. Okay. And I believe before the game they made him change into some normal Nikes. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to play in them. Well, they said it was a thing that he, he wore them. He got like two series off in one of the games, and then they told him he would be kicked out the game if he didn't change them. So I don't, I don't, I don't get, get why this keeps going on every week. But, I mean, because they let you do what you want in pregame. So I guess you can plausibly say, why well, I just forgot to change them. But, you know, after a while, you know, you know what you're doing. Right. 
Hey, the Bengals are two and three. Yeah. Give me some thoughts on the Bengals. You watched the Dallas game. Yeah, that was that was. Um, I don't know. Dallas has such a great offensive line. The problem with the Bengals, I believe, really is that when Eifert is injured, they don't have that red zone option. So they move fine between, you know, till they get to the red zone and then things tend to, to fall down. And when you have, we have Eifert and A.J. Green, you can't double team both. You can't cue on both of them and it just opens up the whole offense. So until he returns, you know, it's gonna be a struggle. The, the Bengals are in that next level of teams when with a healthy Eifert, but I mean, and this is his fourth year, and he's been injured kind of like, you know. Yeah, do you think he'll come back? I mean, what, does oh, yeah, he have a back he, injury now? I think so. And, I mean, backs are always tricky. And I heard he had a setback, so I don't, I don't know. So, I guess second half of the season maybe. But it's, um, you know, I don't, I don't play fantasy, so I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't either. I, I hate that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. In the AFC West, the Raiders are 4-1, surprisingly. Yeah, just win, baby. The Broncos are four and one with their coach going to the hospital. Yeah, I think he's out this coming weekend. Yeah. He's not going to coach it, right? What's his deal? I don't know. I originally heard it was flu-like symptoms, okay. but they kind of sometimes always say that when someone goes to the hospital. Yeah, flu-like symptoms. I don't know. He's probably cheating on his wife. <laughs> In the NFC East, Dallas is yep. four and one. Hey, let's talk about the Redskins. Okay. Josh Norman. Tell us your connection with Josh Norman right now. Oh, uh, yeah. The, um, that's a boy who's been rocking the um, Tyke Socks, um, the little art project uh, me and my cat started back a few years ago. And um, he wore the socks we made for him. And, and coming up this weekend, might have a little something as well for that. So, so keep your eye open. on Another on, player or uh, him? No, it's, it's him on, on, on uh, something else. So we shall see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for, for Josh Norman. Stay, stay repping. In NFC South, the Falcons are 4-1. Well, I haven't seen That's the, a surprise. I haven't seen the Falcons playing I don't know how many years. Yeah, cause when people thought they were going to get their, their comeuppance last weekend, it was, it was not, not to be. They uh, ran. Who would they be? I forget. Be, but it, was, it was pretty impressive. Well, in the NFC North, the Vikings are the only undefeated team, 5-0. and The Vikings are legit. And let me tell you, folks, they're doing it for Prince. <laughs> in the NFC West, the Seahawks are three and one. Okay. And in last place is the San Francisco 49ers. Who, who have a quarterback change. Kaepernick. What, what do you think that's going to do to the landscape of what he's been doing in the past? Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's so funny because we as a society often frame the results in larger terms. So it's going to be like, oh, if he wins, his cause actually is just. Mm -hmm. And if he loses, you know what I mean? It's, it's such a weird thing. Like, like you know, with, with the whole Tebow thing. Like, like oh, okay, yeah. God is real because Tebow put out the game. It's like, you know, the game isn't a validation or a condemnation of, of your cause. But, right. But people view it like that. And that's part, partly why, you know, the significance of Ali. It was like, Ali, you know, beat George Foreman, so maybe um, civil rights and, 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 and Vietnam protesting is a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, that, that's weird. But. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. I think all well, eyes he, are going to... But if he wins, um, 
Black Lives Matter. If, if he loses, <laughs> all lives matter. So, so just keep that in mind. Let's jump into uh, college football. Yeah. Top five rankings here. We've got Alabama at one, Ohio State at two, yeah. Clemson at three, uh-huh. Michigan at four, uh, Mario's uh, Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Mario's out with the flu, at the <laughs> hospital with the flu today. Uh, and Washington at number five. Okay. Uh, Michigan, they won by a lot this weekend. Yeah, apparently Rutgers um, isn't a good good team. They've been outscored, <laughs> I think, 132 to nothing over the past two weeks. What was the final score of the? Uh, uh, there was, like was 78 to, to, to nothing. <laughs> That's crazy. So so Ruth Chris has to give away. <laughs> yeah yeah, tell 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 me about that. What what was the deal with that? Oh the 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 famed steakhouse Ruth Chris. Uh, apparently had a promotion in Ann Arbor that um, the the margin of victory if Michigan won would be the percentage discount you got off I assume an entree uh, in their their you know a steak restaurant so they had to honor I guess for the next week seventy eight percent off so it's for a week I believe it's for a week yeah so wow. you, so only. Um, you just have to pay 22% of your, your normal normal bill. They said you did have to, to the tip had to be equal to whatever the, um, the normal cost. price was, which, which is bogus because I don't have to pay the tip any other way. You can't force me to pay, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I have a problem with that. Like, I, I, tip, on the, I tip on the 22% that I pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a low tipper. <laughs> now, hey, when does, when does Ohio State play Michigan? Is that November? Yeah, it's always the third, third um, um, Saturday of November, which you should know as, as, a, as, a, <laughs> as a son of Ohio. <laughs> that should be the biggest game in college football during the regular season. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, presuming they both go undefeated. O- Ohio State has a tough game th- this weekend against um, Wisconsin. Okay. But um, – Michigan just beat Wisconsin by um, just a touchdown in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, so that was relatively close, and that was at um, Michigan. So but Ohio State has to go on the road. Okay. So I generally believe Ohio State is better than Michigan, so we shall see. But like I said, on the road makes a difference. And you are lucky Mario's not here. Yeah, Mario. Mario knows nothing. <laughs> well, because his uh, his um, they don't have a quarterback. Like they're, they're just like Michigan has had like zero non-conference competition but the big story this year the big surprise has been Washington though the number five team they they have been just cold cocking like like Stanford is considered like a team kind of much in the same vein of Michigan that's like you know run oriented and strong they have a great running back and Mm -hmm. and they just they threw them to the wolves like man and I I love Seattle so I'm really happy for those guys and and, and the, the the 1960 throwback uniform that I hope, hope they bring back at some point. <laughs> so who do you think is going to be in the championship game? If you were to predict that right now. Uh, it would be either probably Alabama and either Ohio State or Clemson. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was, I was hoping that Louisville beat Clemson because that was an uh, uh, epic game. They played a couple uh, mm-hmm. weeks ago, but um, – it was in Clemson, and that, that was one of those games that the home team probably was going to pull it out, but Clemson beat them, so I don't know. They have to lose in order for Louisville to get back in the hunt, cause, but that, that dude they got, 
Lamar Jackson is off the, off the hook, though. No doubt. Heisman favorite. Well, let's jump into uh, playoff baseball real quick. The Cubs beat the Giants. The Cubs. Yep. So they won that series 3-1. to one. The Blue Jays uh -huh. swept the Rangers 3-0, which is interesting because the Blue Jays were the wild card team. Okay. They snuck in. People and then they go sweep the Rangers. It's going to be a lot of bat flipping. They, 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 <laughs> they get so soft, you have to bat flip. Oh, yeah. I hate that, man. That, that's, that's one of my pet peeves. If, if I was a baseball player, I would get a helmet that was and put a face guard on there that was equivalent to a football helmet. I would um, line the, the left side of my body with, with, with armor. And, <laughs> and let me tell you, every, every step of the way, I'd be taunting. You would, I would be on base every, every time because you, you would throw a glint. <laughs> now, the, uh, the Indians swept the Red Sox. Native Americans. Excuse me. The, uh, the Dodgers are tied with the Nationals 2-2. Two two. Okay. And uh, Game 5 is this Thursday at Washington. So is um, the commentator still going as long as um, Vince Scully, or, or, or does that shift nationally? I don't think he's doing the playoffs. That's okay. a good question, but I think the, the regular season game versus the Giants was his last okay. game. They should, he, should, he should just be, um, have like a private feed that he's just sending out like a, like a Facebook Live and he's just still doing it. <laughs> Could you do that? Is that illegal? I don't know. I think that, that that's the pictures, descriptions, and events in, in that. In that, but but we're gonna do that one day. We're just got we're gonna set up a Facebook Live account, and we're gonna be the commentators for the game. And NFL, MLB, uh, NBA, um, you could talk to our lawyers. <laughs> Who would you like to see in the World Series? Uh, the Cubs and I guess the Indians. That would be that would be the story. But what I don't like is when you have two teams that are kind of like Cinderella cities and, and then it kind of splits the, I, I, would, I would almost want um, someone we, we didn't like, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I guess the Blue Jays, since, since, since they're, they're, they're not even American. <laughs> but, then, I, but then who wants to be on the wrong side of Drake? Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to see Drake at some point. Yeah, apparently Drake, I didn't know that Drake and Rihanna were, were, were a couple these last two months. Yeah, I think it happened after that concert they did, and then they were on the um, whatever award show that was. But and she, like, 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 shied away from his kiss. I was like, oh, okay, well, that, it, nothing, nothing's going down here. And then apparently they've been, they've been you know, they need, there needs to be, like, some sort of, um, you know, like how on, on Facebook you can, you can, like, okay, single, you know, mm -hmm. relationship with... Because I didn't get the, the message that, that Rihanna and Drake were, were dating until they broke up. Why, why don't they have an album together yet? That needs to happen. Because that, um, um, I'm too good to you, is cut. Like, every time they get together, like, if you, just, if you just took their collaborations at this point, which is probably, what, eight songs deep, mm -hmm. that's, that's a stellar album. And that leads to a tour. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, and that's what you do if you want to um, equal J and B. You just you just say, okay, we're we're gonna, right. um, cause you know, I guess whatever um, Kim and, and Kanye are doing. So you, you know, it seems like this just black stars are just pairing off with one another. You, you gotta. <laughs> I'm trying to think, think who's the third woman in, in that mix that's on the come up? Cause it doesn't really seem like there, there is. Once you get is. It's a good question. Yeah, it's like Beyonce, Rihanna, and then, and then it's just a, a void. You mean just in the music or just entertainment period? I guess entertainment period. 
I mean, Kim Kardashian's not black, but she, she, I mean, she, you she, could, yeah, you could pretty much. She's honorary. <laughs> yeah, she's got her honorary doctorate. I would say uh, this might be a stretch, Serena. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but that's not that's that's notoriety, but it's tough to say like you know, entertainment, you know, because plus when she retires, then she's just you know what I'm saying a normal person, kind of. It's just it's weird. Like I wonder what she she does when she's no longer playing, you know what I'm saying? You don't have like a a set showcase, you know, multiple times per year. I heard that she likes uh, acting, so I wouldn't okay. be surprised if she got involved with some sort of... That would be interesting. Yeah, because, you know, she's done a, quite a few commercials and stuff. Well, we're getting to a point where, where, like, the people who've been on top have been on top for so long, and it's kind of like, where is the new blood? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you, Tinashe. <laughs> Well, hey, um, I want to take a look at, like last week we looked at uh, the anniversary of the WKRP in Cincinnati show. Uh-huh. And on this week in history, this past Monday was Columbus Day. Okay. Are you familiar with Indigenous People Day? Yeah. Um, this came up um, in a couple conversations I had this week, and, and I'm, I'm all down for Indigenous people. But... I also think people want to slight Columbus in a fashion that, that I don't approve of. Because, like it or not, that man sailed to sea and found a land that he didn't know was there and nobody in Europe knew was there. Mm-hmm. Lest we count Leif Erikson 400 years earlier. But, but that, that's neither here nor there. Sp- speaking of Vikings. And... <laughs> If, if I tell you that one half of the world didn't know that the other half of the world existed and you're the person that bridged that gap, that is certainly a monumentous occasion because nobody from the Americas sailed over and found Europe mm-hmm. and brought that back. So, you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, you can't, you know, I don't think you can blame Columbus entirely for the eventual genocide of the American right. Indian. He was the start of it, but I mean, I don't I don't know when it happened and where he was at when it happened. I mean, he was obviously um, doing it on behalf of Spain to be, you know, or, or Italy and, you know, I guess to chart new lands or whatever. So the, the, the act in and of itself was probably problematic, but, you know, he still is a great explorer. And I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna um, take away that. And plus, um, where does Ohio State play? Columbus. Well, um, Indigenous People Day, or also known as Native American Day. Also known as Columbus Day, apparently. It (laughs) it is the counter-celebration of Columbus Day. And some areas have gotten rid of Columbus Day. Okay. And it's just Indigenous People Day now. That's weird. I mean, because it's... Do you see that happening all around? Oh... Well, we're PC enough that they probably will. I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, but it, it, it's, I would prefer it be, we look at a, a, a date that was um, prominent in the lives of Indigenous Peoples Day, other than it just being a reaction to Columbus Day. Because, like I was talking about, Leif Erikson apparently was like a Viking explorer that, that, uh-huh. that found, like, I believe Canada. I guess he was Norwegian or whatever. But um, they have a thing called Leif Erikson Day. And when is it? It's the day before Columbus Day. Because it's just being funny, like, oh, because he found America before Columbus did, apparently. Right. So 
his day is one day ahead of that, but it's not legit. You know what I mean? You're just doing it because it's a reaction. So I'm kind of like, you know, if if we took like say, um, you know, Sitting Bull's birthday and made that Indigenous Peoples Day or or something of, of that nature, right. that, would, that would seem more profound. And by the way, there should be some sort of Native American holiday. Like, like yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but and, you you tend you tend to think that there's there's people that are against. Christopher Columbus like it's yeah. it's like a it's like they're focusing the 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 history of America on one person and I'm saying you can't put that don't put don't put that blood all on Christopher <laughs> Columbus I'm just I'm just a man on a boat the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace yeah that, like like uh, I was uh, I said one time um, don't be hating on Christopher Columbus just because y'all don't get to travel no place <laughs> You haven't traveled many places. I've traveled the world over. I just haven't. I've been places lately. Lately, lately. yeah, yeah. I've seen the seven seas, sir. (laughs) All right, so let's get into the theme of our show. In the past, we've had the life of Linda Thompson, the life of Tom Selleck. Uh Well, today we're going to do the life of Pablo. Life. (laughs) We're going to actually get into that. Okay. But it's the life of actor comedian Kevin Darnell Hart. Okay. Born. Also known as Kevin Hart. That's right. H A R T. <laughs> yes. Born July 6, 1979. Okay. Born and raised in Philly. Okay. Now, what's interesting about Kevin, uh, he, he grew up in, in his household. He's obviously used this um, to his benefit with comedy. His dad was in and out of jail. His dad was a cocaine addict. Oh, okay. Which I didn't he's, know that. Yeah, which he's managed to flip that into his comedic routine somehow. Uh huh. Um, he was very close to his mother. His mother pretty much raised him because of his dad's situation. But his mother died of cancer in 2007. Okay. So, I mean, the guy pretty much, you know, w- was on his own for a little bit. Obviously, his mother was very involved. And in, in what he says in a lot of interviews, and if you follow him on Instagram, he always has, you know, throughout the year, maybe three or four times a year, he does different posts that are dedicated to his mom. And, okay. You know, his mom was like his his manager in the sky. Okay. And so what I wanted to do was, was, was segue real quick into another mom manager, which they call momager, Chris Jenner. Okay. Kim Kardashian. She was recently robbed in Paris for $10 million in jewelry. But that's, was... That's a, lot of, that's a lot of jewelry. That's rapper-like. Yeah. Now, the... The, the big thing about the $10 million uh, robbery was uh, a $14 million ring, which she boasted about on Snapchat, Instagram, all the different social media outlets. Every platform. She was show- every platform she was showing off this ring, which actually was not her ring. Okay. It was borrowed. Really? From the jeweler. Okay. I guess the jeweler said, hey, you know, wear this, blah, 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 yeah. whatever that is. Well, I mean, they probably, probably told her she had to promote it if they're going to wear it. So hey. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, she was, she was robbed. Um, supposedly, she was uh, held at gunpoint, uh-huh. tied up, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people are saying, Glenn, that she pulled a Lochte. Yeah. She was lying. That bothers me. Why? I don't, I don't know. What, like, she doesn't need the money. And she, doesn't, she has the, the attention already. It doesn't seem like that's something that, that would seem like the act of a desperate person. You wouldn't do that just for like a, you know, like, like how does that even benefit you? 
Like, I, I don't understand what, what's, what would be your end game if well, you're hurt to do that. Okay, well, well, a lot of people say that that the Kardashians, and even I think Kanye falls into this to this whole bucket here, but mm-hmm. that they want attention all the time. And when somebody else is getting a lot of attention, like the debate with Trump and, and uh, Clinton is getting a lot of attention, that she wants to pull that attention back to her. That's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, that's a reach. I mean, I, I think people already don't like her. There's a sizable amount of the population who, who is right. against. I agree it, with it that. doesn't help that, that, that Kanye d- doesn't um, um, bring, brings his haters to the, to the table as well. <laughs> so, I mean, I take everything at face value until there's reason to believe otherwise. And like, you know, that, that, that's a crime to, to say that, you know, that's right. Enemies, no doubt. It's a federal play, crime. Yeah, and who's playing with that amount, amount of, of money to, to be joking around with that? Like, that's, that's right. nothing that you would do. But it's, I do want to say people need to chill out with the jewelry because it's too easy to steal. Right. Like, they had a, a, Kevin Hart was, was, he was robbed. Just, yep, he was and robbed. I'm like, if I have $10 million to spend, it's going to be on something that you're not going to be able to put in your pocket. <laughs> I mean, you, you say you, you're welcome to steal the, 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 these 35 Lamborghinis in the parking lot. But I think I'm going to notice. What is the attraction to wealth and jewelry for uh, some people? Well, I mean, the, the, it's, it, it's attractive looking. It's, it's beautiful. But I mean, I think more than that, people just like the idea of. I can make a strong argument that a diamond is not the most beautiful thing in the world. And you can obviously say that cubic zirconia, there, there, are, there are things that accomplish the same visual effect of a diamond. Mm-hmm. So if you're so, hel- so if you, you were really attracted to the beauty, why, you know, why would you care? You know what I mean? It would, be, it would almost be like saying if I produced a, an exact clone of Kim Kardashian, would you still want? Would you still, you know, want to kick it with Kim Kardashian because it's, it's theoretically worth more mm-hmm. when here's something that looks and, and acts exactly like her that that is not. Well, I mean, I get it with women. Women have always historically jewelry has been a, a big part of their prestige and power. Yeah. With rappers. Yeah. You know, rappers have always gone to jewelry. And women rappers, well, now. <laughs> the big. Uh, what what is salt and pepper used to rock? What do they call those earrings? Oh, the truck jewelry? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I miss those days. Yeah, they need to bring that back. That's like a girl with door door knocker earrings. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, so um with the whole robbery going on, of course all the Kardashians are gonna start to come out of the woodwork and have uh, their opinion of what's going on while Kim K is being silent right now. Chloe Kardashian was recently on Ellen. Okay. And Glenn. I'm here to tell you, man, I'm watching her on Ellen, uh-huh. and I'm like, more and more I think that is OJ's daughter. That's a hot take. <laughs> God, Glenn, I mean, I'm looking at her, and I've seen the pictures of OJ's daughter. Uh-huh. Now, now, OJ's daughter now doesn't necessarily look like Chloe, but when the daughter was, I think, a little bit younger, okay. I mean, I definitely see similarities. Mm. I, and I hope it, I hope it's true. I'm oh, sure oh, you hope it's true. Well, that goes out saying <laughs> that, that brings us that brings us back full circle. If, if somehow that that uh, hopefully it's Marcus Allen's kid. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it, it's weird because if you you see a picture of her 
and OJ. You can't you can't see it, but then she's real light. Like she like I wouldn't necessarily because um, they're they're Armenian. Um, that's the Kardashians. So mm-hmm. if if I saw if I look at Chloe, I don't necessarily think she she's biracial, but if I see her at OJ, I can see it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like weird. Like like she could go, you know, either either way on that scale. So so I, I really don't know what to make of it. But but I certainly hope it's true. I do. I do too. That's I, I think they're gonna do a DNA test. I mean, because because anything to bring OJ back. By the way, I was I saw I was at a bookstore, and they had um, the Buffalo Bill Bills um, Vault, which is like this huge book that has like all this um, mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills paraphernalia and, and like has like replicas of, of Super Bowl tickets mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of Buffalo Bills on the cover no mention of OJ Simpson on that cover really yeah snubbed I wonder why clearly the best player in your history yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought that up I want to this is kind of really off the topic but uh-huh. I was talking to a, a, a buddy the other day and we were talking about signed autographed um, items from famous athletes okay. and he was asking me hey do you have any prize stuff and I said I really don't have a lot of autographs I have two autographs I have uh, Michael Jordan signed a um, a magazine uh-huh. um, I got that he they sent me that certainly don't have Donald Glover I, <laughs> I sure don't well I have to tell <laughs> that story. story for a later day yeah I have to tell that one um, and then believe it or not my only other autograph is Rakim. Wow. Yeah. The you, God MC. The God MC. So it was uh, back in, uh, I think it was 1999, okay. I helped host a uh, concert. Actually, two years in a row I helped host it. It was the, uh, the uh, Program Advisory Council of the University of Cincinnati. Okay. I think you attended the one. Remember that? We had uh, we held concerts outside. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was De La Soul and okay. the yeah, Roots yeah, yep, and all yep, them. Yeah. So I got to meet, yeah, I met De La Soul, Roots, all those guys. Uh, matter of fact, Quest Love took my, I had a tape uh-huh. with a bunch of old, old school, uh, old school rap songs on. He took it from me. Okay. And gave me the single to the Roots new single in exchange. What single was that? Do you remember? It was, uh, uh, it was the song, I, I forget the Proceed. name. No, it was, well, well ah, shoot, I forget it. It had that weird, it had like a long name, but if you looked at it, it looked like a bunch of words just. Illidelph Half-Life? No, no, I'll, uh, I'll look it up, I have to remember it. My buddy, I, my, my buddy and I picked him up from the airport. Okay. Picked up the roots, but anyway, uh, the one year we had Rakim as the headliner. Okay. And uh, in the back, he was signing some uh, posters. That was dope, do they still do that at UC anymore? I don't think they do. Because those concerts were always like they're free. Yeah, and they were like slept on, like 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 it was like real quality to a list talent for 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 the era that we were in, mm-hmm. and it, it was like very little um, real promotion, but just like word of mouth on campus. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, I know. like we're just up here, and it's like you know a concert that that way more people should be excited about, and this it's like this intimate environment on like. The football team's practice field. Yeah, I still have people to I'm this a, day. A great occasion to come up on some numbers. Yeah, still to this day, I have people that that went to UC that still talk about that. Okay. Like, Rock Kim was there, and I'm like, yeah, he was. I, and it's just like now you think about it, like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rock Kim probably doesn't even tour anymore. Yeah, 
it's, it's, it's a weird situation, man. On the autograph tip, um, my uncle um, was really cool with um, like a lot of baseball players, especially the Hispanic baseball players. Um, strange enough, and <laughs> he, I have like a couple of like team balls of um, the Reds, like. Like mm-hmm. The whole team signed in like maybe 1983, so I got like a Pete Rose autograph. Um, the only autograph I actively sought out was, as far as in person, is Searle Book, Boss Hog oh, of, of the Duke's Hazard. But you still I, have that? Well, here's what happened. I don't like where this we, is going. We got um, they had stickers, uh-huh. but it was like a full paste. It was a sticker that was maybe like half the size of a piece of notebook paper. Of like um, all the the um, of like Boss Hog and maybe the General Lee in the background or something, mm-hmm. and that was like some of the things they had to sign. So he signed it, but when I went home, I put that sticker on the door. Oh man! So the the sticker How old were you? the sticker is no longer on the door. I was probably nine. Okay, yeah. you didn't know any better. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, even still, like, like, like I can't, I can't say that, that, that we could, we could forecast we, that we, we could pay off the house with the uh, <laughs> with the, the boss hog sticker, the boss hog sticker <laughs> autograph. But I said, they're not making any more of them. I tell you that much. I tell you, I wish characters like that would never die. Yeah. Like they, they would look and they would be alive. They look like that and be alive the rest of our lives. Man, it's, it's sad. Now, when baseball cards were in. We used to mail off the cards to people, like mm-hmm. mail off, the, and like people would send. And I'm always hyped to like, like to uh, trade. Uh, no, we'd mail them off to the, the the players, in 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 hopes that they would autograph them and send them back. Like oh wow, and I've never heard of a that. A good deal of the players. Did, I mean, this is like the mid '80s and stuff. But like, um, I always give props to like like um, Barry Larkin returned it, Hall of Famer. Roberto Alomar. Mm-hmm. I, I don't give a damn that he wants to spit on a on a on a, a umpire. Roberto <laughs> Alomar signed my card. He's he's in the in the Hall of Fame. He's good in your book. Uh, and I mean, there, there was like like random cats like um, Gary Thurman. So uh, if if by chance Gary Thurman is watching um, watching the the <laughs> list of the podcast today, deuces Gary Thurman for, for signing uh, the card of of a of a fourteen year old looking to. To flip it for profit. That's crazy that you would mail it and they would mail it back. Yeah, you would just mail it, you know, in care of the team. I mean, wow. I'm sure you could still do it, but it just seems like, like people are just off that anymore. Like, like so I don't know if yeah. I'm just like, yeah, dear Chris Bryant, I <laughs> right. have a ten year old look at yeah, I well, think you're great. Well, this guy that I was talking to about autographs, he asked me. He That's says, he said, what? I, I noticed that. <laughs> this guy asked me. He said, what do you think? An MJ, a Michael Jordan autographed, um, he had a bunch of White Sox. So I guess okay. somebody he was related to worked with the White Sox back when MJ, because remember they had the, uh, MJ was a scab player when they went on strike or whatever. Okay. And so while MJ was there, uh, he signed a bunch of stuff. Well, <clears throat> the guy I was talking to, um, I guess they were going through a bunch of old stuff at the house. I think somebody had passed away. And um, and they found a pair of the shoes Michael wore, okay. the pair of the Jordan Nines mm-hmm. for the White Sox were signed, okay. and a bunch of uh, other stuff. I was like, "What?" He was like, "Yeah, they're in a box." He's like, "I got them." Okay. I was like, "That's crazy." And I was telling him, I said, "I wonder if things like that are actually more valuable yeah. than the actual 
Michael yeah, Jordan's basketball, yeah, yeah, because I'm like, for That's example, the quirky nature that, that in, in, of what in, he did, in, yeah, yeah, in collecting, oftentimes the things that are most popular are the things that are somehow like sideways yeah like, like if you have an era card that's more popular than the because it's just the rarity of it like, sure like everybody who gets michael jordan to sign something is giving him a pair of you know jordan basketball shoes well you couldn't where, where are you gonna get the the nine cleats at they don't they don't make those they mm -hmm. only made those for him sure it, it, theoretically so yeah so yeah that, that that's that should be way rare oh yeah so i was like i need to get possibly rare then a, a, a boss hog Duke's has a sticker. I don't know about that. I fear. I need a I need a Tim Tebow Mets jersey signed. I wonder could, would Tim Tebow like sign sign your Bible? <laughs> I'm sure he would. Did you see his recent? Is there an orange and blue Bible that you could get? You should create that album. Get it signed. Did, did you see the video when he touched the dude having the seizure at the game? I heard about it, but no. Oh, it's just. This they were doing some event and at the the Mets um, park or whatever or where the where his instructional team plays, and a guy had a, had a seizure. Okay. And you know some players were going over. So Tebow goes over there and Tebow touches him, and guess what? What he, he revived. <laughs> it's like what? How is that possible? Did you ever um, go to um, Lowenthal's um, drug store in Bond Hill? It was, it was right across the street from um, Kentucky Fried Chicken back in the day? No. Nope. Okay, well, well, the owners of that... I went to that Kentucky Fried Chicken, though. Okay. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> well, the, the owners of that uh, went to um, um, the church my mom attended, and, and their name was Tebow, and I'm wondering where it was the Cincinnati link. It can't be too many Tebows, right? I don't... That's that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there you go, I mean, they're man. Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. I don't know of any uh, Cincinnati ties, but yeah, you need to reach out to them. They're Presbyterian. So. Get that get that Mets jersey signed. Yeah, I, I bet you of all the things that Tebow does, probably the Mets jersey or something affiliated with that Mets will end up one of the higher profile signed memorabilia from him. Okay, even more so than I think the Florida stuff. Mm, I don't know. I I feel like we live in an age where everyone is kind of on to that. So, what do you mean? As far as like 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 what might be collectible, you mm -hmm. know what I mean. So so it's, you almost had to get something that was even, even quirkier than that. You know what I mean? Because like, at this point we have Tebow with Florida, we have him with the Broncos, we have him with the Jets, the Patriots, Eagles, the Eagles, the Mets. You know what uh -huh. I mean? So it's just like, come on now. Well, the Mets stop stop it, Tim Tebow. <laughs> I hope he keeps going. Yeah. Well, I want like if you had a Tennessee jersey with Tim Tebow, then that that, that would that would be that'd be quirky. Well, you you said the Jets. Well, uh, speaking of New York, Kevin Hart moved to New York uh -huh. and attended community college, and um, then he moved to Boston to be a shoe salesman. Okay. So he was a shoe salesman in Boston. What type of shoes? I don't know. I, I've never heard. I just always heard he said he was you a shoe salesman. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, but I just I I, mean, I find that interesting that he goes. I mean, just his whole hustle. Yeah, and he, but that's his thing too. Like 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 I feel like Kevin Hart is just outworking everybody. Like oh, like, there's no like, doubt. Like, like I don't I don't I don't think his talent warrants his position, other than the fact that he's just literally outworking everybody else. Because you know there's a theory that basically 
if Cat Williams could keep it himself together, oh man, he's that, off that, the that, hook. That, that there would never, that basically, that was the lane that that Kevin Hart filled because Cat Williams couldn't couldn't get it. Well, I would game right. I would say yes and no, but with 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 Cat Williams though, he's not as marketable. And as Kevin Hart, I mean, Kevin Hart's smooth. Like you can put him in any room. Cat Williams, even minus the crazy stuff he does away, he's he's just not, I think, marketable to a certain group of people. Well, Kevin Hart's figured it out. But I'm saying maybe eight years ago, when, when it was maybe ten years ago, when when it was the time to to make your move, mm-hmm. he, Cat Williams was certainly in the pole position. But he couldn't he couldn't yeah. keep, keep it keep it. Keep it together. Well, you've seen those YouTube videos of Cat oh, Williams he's just, just doing. He's just wow. I mean, he went to the hood and played pickup football. It's crazy. And then got in a fight. Cat Williams is, is, is so funny, though. Like, like Cat Williams is, is is arguably right now the funniest comedian if he could just be sane for, you know what I mean? But It ain't going to happen. I, I mean, after a while, you just doubt. I mean, he's going to be in, in the... It's kind of like a a secondary history of black comedians that that were just too wild for for uh-huh. you know what I'm saying that that, that you, you couldn't you know do nothing with them. it's like a it's like a a second layer of, of folks that were like oh this guy is just as good as Eddie Murphy but he's ridiculous yeah <laughs> well I mean with like what you said I mean Kevin Hart is basically taking that and he's taking it to another level having his own Nike shoe yeah and I mean the shoe's done well. Okay. stores it was done very well uh-huh. I mean that's that's t- to me like you said before his his hustle and his ability to outwork everyone like I was I was um, I saw him on some show and he talks about his workout routine how he gets up at 445 in the morning okay and he goes in the gym about 5 530 every single day works out before he even uh, gets going with his uh, you know filming or whatever he's got to do for that for the yeah. day I mean, it's just, it's where's, where's crazy. Where's the energy? Uh, you got me. Yeah. You got me. But I, I thought definitely, I don't know how you felt about it, and regardless of the design, but I thought for him to have his own shoe, the story behind that I thought was really cool. Yeah. Well, it's weird, though, because, like, like, is it really his own shoe? Because I've seen that shoe. It just doesn't have the, 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 the imprints and the logo on it that it's just like a Nike mid free trainer so, oh is it i don't yeah yeah so so that's kind of a i thought it was his own unique design and no they had, they had that design for it so that, that's always a weird thing like when they when they say somebody has their own sh- signature shoe mm-hmm. and then it's like it's like a a, a, a player edition nba shoe that's kind of like so so that, that that's somewhat dubious yeah and i mean and and it's not like you have you know just just let let it be his own shoe like you don't have to keep making these, these um you know what i'm saying you have probably Ten variations of, of Nike free trainers in a given year. Just just let one on be, be Kevin Hart. <laughs> G- give that give that man give that man his, his own shoe, in and of itself. Speaking of shoes, Kanye West and obviously the Yeezys are some of the most popular shoes. Yeah. In the in the world right now. They jumped over the jump, man. What, what do you feel about so, that? So so he says, <laughs> and he says him and Don C are the reasons Jordans are important right now. Okay. That that would be that would be wrong. <laughs> and until he said that, I would say seventy five percent of the world didn't know who Don C was. <laughs> I mean, come on, Don C. I was like, what? Who is Don C? Well, Kanye wants to act as if nobody was wearing retro Jordans. Like, like he he got a um, yeah. 
you know, obviously, if you've got millionaire paper, you can get you a dead stock shoe that no one else has, and more so than the guy who only has, you know, $200 of, of, of disposable income in his pocket a month. But, like, people bend on wanting the, 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 the retro Jordans. Like, that never mm-hmm. stops. You right. know what I mean? Well, I think he became popular with them because he was wearing certain ones all the time. Like, I believe it was the, the eights. He was wearing like the Aqua eights all the time, and people kind of say the Aqua eights were like the the shoe that that Kanye took to another level. I guess. Um, but he was wearing the threes and the fours, which everybody bit bidden on on board with. Right. Like that's that's uh, that's, that's dubious. Well, this the St. Pablo tour he's got going on right okay. now. As a matter of fact, he stopped mid-show in New York City when he got the call or his, his manager got the call that his wife had gotten robbed. Yeah. Um, whoever it was, the manager came on stage and said, you need to get off stage. So he, he canceled the rest of the show. I think he had like 20 minutes left of that particular concert. Okay. And so this St. Pablo tour... A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people I've seen on social media are posting videos of yeah. the actual tour, and it's it actually is unique. I think it's actually a dope concept in which he's he has <clears throat> the floor level of the concert is actually it's a mosh pit. Okay. I mean, it is it is there's no seating arrangements. Uh-huh. It's standing room only. If you get there and you get down there, you're there. You're good. And then he has this uh, this floating stage. Yeah, so I'm, I'm saying that. And which he's 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 uh, strapped onto. Which someone made a an interesting point. On, I think I saw it on Facebook. Was uh-huh. I mean he performed? I believe I think it sets like two hours and ten minutes. Okay. And he doesn't leave that that floating stage, and there's no water. It's like he's just performing uh-huh. the whole time. Which is that, that's tough. To, that's tough it's to like do. Like Aladdin's magic carpet. <laughs> Pretty much, and it it kind of moves and and bends over the crowd and. So are uh, you? If you're directly underneath it, what what what's the deal? You just you just missing it. That so, I'm glad you brought that up, and I think this plays into Kanye. I think he has dope concepts, and I think he's had some really dope conce- concepts since Jesus. But I think the execution of what he does at times is poor. Okay. And for example, this concert. I mean, you got people that are underneath the stage, pretty much just looking up, and. Now you got people fighting to get to yeah, the outside awesome. part to yeah. see. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's yeah. it's kind of it's kind of bizarre. One guy jumped up. Okay. And he and he grabbed the stage and Ye just kind of like pushed him off. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy. That's weird. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't. I mean, I said I haven't I haven't been to any of his concerts and, and haven't been to this one, but but it sounds dope. But I mean, you know, logistically, you're just always kind of wondering. Um, you know, what's the next level? Is it dangerous? There, is there a chance of falling off said stage? Like, I, I don't know how. Well, I think he's, he's, uh. Oh, he's harnessed he, he, in? Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Well, that seems like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see him fall off? No, no. You want to see him land in that mosh pit? Oh, no, I mean, I'm, 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 um, I'm a big Kanye fan. Like, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm for him pushing, pushing the envelope on a lot of stuff he does. So. Mm-hmm. I didn't, um. The new album is kind of weird, kind of like a, I like a lot of the songs on there, but it's kind of jumbled. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like the the other stuff. I heard he's talked about Cruel Winter, so I don't know if that's something that's dropping um, later this year or not. So I don't know. But I feel like his, his last albums have been, I mean, Yeezus was, 
I, mean, I thought it was all over the place. I thought the concept of what he was trying to accomplish was. It I got get very it. high reviews. My, my Did you like Jesus? Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was was um, slept on. I mean, it was it was it, it grew on me, and I wish um, they they'd made more videos. I'm always like, you know, my my. my I don't have to tell I, you about my, my thing on videos. You love some videos. And if they are... Or, 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 or visuals. visuals. <laughs> as, as we're calling it. Yeah, so if, if he had done visuals like Blood on the Leaves, I think that would have would have blown up. If he had done... Um, um, I forget the name of the song. Um, what's it? If, if we bring this shit up, it won't come down. Or like, I like that song. Oh, yeah, I don't know the names yeah, of them. Yeah, but that... that that's cut to me. That, that's one of the joints I, I, I enjoy pumping. But um, I feel like we would think of the album better had that been done. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, Ray Schremer is still still banging out, out, out the videos. I'm sure you're I'm sure you're still jamming out to that. That's 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 your group right now. They, I read an article. They said the album di di didn't do that good. Really? They said um, Black Beatles is possibly saving it. Um, the, the latest single. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I like uh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's not to love? I like the beat. Who produced uh, that? Uh, most of their stuff is, 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 is Mike Will made it. So, okay. So I don't, I believe that one is as well, but I could be wrong. But yeah. Well, speaking of rappers, Kevin Hart has this alter ego rapper, Chocolate Dropper. He says that's not him. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Yeah. It's like a uh, uh, Humpty Hump. Yeah. What do you think about his his chocolate dropper? Now he's this alter ego chocolate dropper. This rapper is signed to Motown Records, and he just released a mixtape. Okay. What now? What do you think about that? I think a lot more people can rap than 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 than, than do rap. So, I mean, Kevin Hart's rich. He could pay top producers. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't say that he he wouldn't. It wouldn't be a hit. And it follows in the footsteps of um, Eddie Murphy, who, who you know, party all the time. <laughs> what, what, Boogies what, in your was butt. A, was, a, was a hit in, remember, in the 80s. Remember Boogies in your butt? Yeah, oh, it was, it was um, put your mouth on me. Like, 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 like. <laughs> Eddie Murphy had, 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 had 80s, 80s hits, people. What? He, wait, but here's with, with Eddie Murphy, like, he legitimately thought he was... Uh, an art like a, a he thought he was a really good artist musically now he, he made he did have rick james on, on on the boards he did i mean he made music all until but i like, think two years ago he made a reggae album <laughs> oh wow <laughs> but like you know jamie fox like but my thing is now jamie fox can sing yeah he, no doubt but but i'm saying jamie fox entered the game as like a comedian so much of of, of the talent world is just having an opportunity. So if somebody told you, like I'm always saying, I'm disappointed at the BET Hip Hop Awards for, for numerous reasons, but chief amongst them is that they have these ciphers every year. And you basically just put on, DJ Premier puts on uh, just a, a basic beat that anyone can rap to. Right. And they get like various people from the game, maybe, 20 different artists in series of maybe five people each vignette and they just rap on and there'll be sometimes like luminaries of the game and sometimes they're just brand new people unknown to the world and I'm like if I told you 
you were going to get a chance to spit a hot 16 mm-hmm. in front of a national audience in one month. How blaze would you make that rhyme? Oh, without a doubt. You would you would come up with that rhyme tomorrow and you would rework it and rework it. And by the time you were the BET Awards, it would just be scorching. And the people have the opportunity to make music and are just doing complete BS with it is is an affront to art. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I'm looking at someone like Kevin Hart, I'm like, hey. You can make just as good an album as as fifty percent of the game right now. Oh, you get the right beats. No doubt, it's all about getting the right beats. Is you noticing the the cipher for this year's uh, BET Awards? It was just what a yeah, week. Yeah, last last week I believe. Last week. Yeah. Did you notice how many Philly rappers were on there? Well, they had the whole Philly rap cipher, so that that was that was a problem. <laughs> but um, and then after and, that, and none of those guys really turned the party out. I, I think. Yeah, there was. Uh, well, Beanie came out yeah, Beanie last. Came out. Apparently, Beanie lost a lung, so he's not yeah. really, yeah. I don't know how much gooning you can do with one lung <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Did you see the uh, interview on uh, Breakfast Club with Beanie Siegel? Yeah. And Charlemagne going at it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm... <clears throat> Charlemagne wasn't backing down. Charlemagne was looking at him like, yeah, what, like, 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 yeah. Right. Like, like, like I'm, I'm not, no one's afraid of you in, in this. Well, Charlemagne was right, though. You know, yeah. it's like, you, you go in studio with... Meek Mill, and you make a diss, you know, you're part of a diss song at game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're calling Meek Mill a, a sucker. It's like. That's real, that's real dangerous. Now, play, play with something safe. <laughs> play with something safe. Oh, you talk tough to Charlemagne, but you're not talking tough to the guy that knocked you out yeah. at the Bad Boy reunion tour. There, there you have it. And by the way, speaking of the Bad Boy reunion tour, we need a No Limit Records reunion tour. That would be too many people. It would be too many tour buses. <laughs> but but isn't that Master P? He waits till somebody else does it. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's that's his, his M.O. He's the king of, I'm second up. Yeah, yeah. He, he don't, he, He's not got to let a good idea get, get too far far past him <laughs> before, before his idea comes out. Would you go to the No Limit Records tour, reunion tour? I wouldn't go to the No Limits tour in its prime. <laughs> So, so what? So no. You didn't have that Mia X? Nah, I don't, I don't think I ever bought the No Limit album. Um, I was checking for the song I got to hook up, which was cut. And uh, what was the other song um, I was checking? It was a couple of No Limit songs that I really did. Like, uh, I, I'm always fond of the song. Um, I really miss my homies. Oh, that 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 it's got a video for oh, that. Oh, the, uh, you you that, that's the video which. Uh, um, um, Silk the Shocker's uh, tattoo blinks. <laughs> Sil- Silk the Shocker had one of the, because he was considered to be like 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 uh, uh, the best lyricist of their clique, but his style was super bizarre, and it, it yeah. should have got more attention. He's because he would like he would emphasize words crazy, like like he said um, he said something like <laughs> we we used to hop in and out of limos, um, getting these girls numbers. Uh, and I think that was like demos, uh, making million dollar bets, making all money stretch, like limos. And it was like, what is your cadence? Like, why was limos so, so emphatic? Silk the shocker. Man. Back to, uh, back to Kevin Hart. I guess. I want to talk more about, about, about these, silk, these silk verses. Cain and Abel. <laughs> He's been in so many 
movies and films. It's really, really too many. It's crazy. He's in a movie every two months. It's like, it's almost like he, he thinks it's going to expire. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like he thinks his time's going to expire really soon. But he's been putting out movies since, or he's been involved in movies since. He's the no limit of Hollywood. 2000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, every year consistently, which I, you know, you got to give him props for. Well, I mean, maybe that's what I have a problem with Kevin Hart. That it, it feels as though he's not confident in the material if he's not outworking you. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, that that's probably my issue is that that if you sit back and just kind of wait for quality things, you know, projects to come your way, it speaks of of your work and your feeling of your work in a different way than if you're just constantly out there with because like no one can make four movies, three movies in a year, and they all be good. Right. Like, like that, that can't be done. Harrison Ford can't. There's not enough good projects in Hollywood mm -hmm. being done for anyone to do that. So it's almost like, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I wish he would do less things and focus on quality other than quantity. But is there, is there any movie that Kevin Hart's been in that sticks out to you? Mm, I haven't seen a whole lot. I, I saw a, a bit of the one he did with The Rock earlier this year, mm -hmm. um, and I like him as a as a comedic actor. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't see Get Hard. Um, I don't know. Most of the things I've seen him in, he wasn't he, he wasn't like the lead. I've seen him in like like you know, supporting roles. Yeah, I, I have not seen a lot of his movies. Yeah, I, I really have, as as many of them as there are. Yeah, I mean, like him and Steve Harvey, I feel like like they're just kind of having these careers. That I'm kind of like, yeah, I know, I know, I know it's there. <laughs> yeah, I I do remember him when he was in um, the Forty Year Old Virgin. Okay. Do you remember that? Would he work at the store? Or no, he was. Um, he came in as a customer to that store. Was it Smart Smart Tech or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah it was basically like Circuit City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came in there and he. <laughs> and they uh, kept playing the the, the one. The one video of from uh, uh, Michael uh, Michael McDonald. Video. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I liked that movie. Uh, yeah, that was, that was really good. But uh, but so so Kevin Hart, he was a uh, he was married um, in two thousand. Well, he actually got divorced in two thousand ten. Okay. Had two kids. He's got a son and a daughter, and then he got remarried. Uh huh. And I believe when he, I'm not sure the, the exact date of it, but I believe it was right after his first. Uh, divorce. Uh, he had a DUI. Okay. And I think he said that his life was, I wouldn't say it was going downhill, but it had the potential of pretty much okay. falling apart. You had to check it. Yeah. And he kind of changed up his, his life. He, he found, um, you know, his new wife, who's beautiful, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I've seen her. Yeah. I think she's, I think he had a home run with that one. Good for you, Kevin. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know where he, where he found her at. I don't know her, her background, but. Well, he's very wealthy. That, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I would like to know. Yeah. And, and, and. Drew Brees has a really attractive wife. Does he really? Yeah. No, number nine. I haven't seen her probably in, in 15 years, but when the first time I saw Drew Brees' wife, I was like, good, good job, Drew Brees. <laughs> number nine, podcast number nine. <laughs> But speaking of that, did you do you ever watch um, Dancing with the Stars? 
on occasion, rarely. I don't ever watch it, but I just happened to be walking by the TV, and what's the chick from the Brady Bunch? You mean Who's, woman? Huh? <laughs> what? You mean woman? You call yeah. her a chick. Yeah, what's, what's the chick? <laughs> what's the chick from uh, Brady Bunch? Um, she's on it now. What's, what's her name? I, f I forget her name. Marsha? Yeah, she... From looks, the Brady Bunch movie? Or, 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 no, the actual Brady Bunch. Oh, the rich, the mom? No, the the daughter. She's on it. Okay. Um, God, I have to look. I have to look up her name. Uh huh. But um, she's on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. She looks bad. Oh wow. She's recovering from a cocaine addiction. Okay. Well, that that never that never helps. No, N not at all. And it would be interesting though if we like ranked people just by their wives. If <laughs> we just like like just, just shut it all down, just say okay, who's got the because it does say something about you, I guess. <laughs> what the 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 wife you have? The, the yeah. Wife? Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, or, or, or it's just always interesting when you just look at like like football players and like you expect like everybody to have like a beautiful wife and then you see somebody's wife like okay, that's just just you know who he's with in high school and then you see somebody else is just like like who is that? Right. Right. So, and it's weird because you you can't like say like oh you you did you cashed in poorly. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, it's, it's a crazy game. Maureen McCormick. The girl at McDonald's. At McDonald's just now was, was super cute in, in, in the drive-thru. The McDonald's yeah. you went to? Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I feel you can't read behind the girl in <laughs> the drive-thru. <laughs> I yeah. ordered a cookie, and she was like, you know, the, the cookies are two for a dollar. Yep. But I, I, don't, I just want one cookie. And so I was like, um, she was like, well, you know, two for a dollar. I was like, well, you know, well, so I just want one. I said, what am I going to do with the extra cookies? She's like, oh, you can give somebody. I said, well, I can give it to you. She's like, no, I don't really want no cookies. I'm like, I'm just giving cookies away here. And, and yeah, so. Did it work? That was, no, that, that, was, that, was our, that was our opening banner. We'll, we'll, we'll see uh, next time I want to snack wrap. Hopefully she'll be in the window. We, we can resume there. Marsha Brady. Okay. That's who it was. Maureen McCormick. Okay. Yep, she, uh. She had a little cocaine addiction. She was looking, uh, she was looking really, really bad. She man. liked the nose cookies. <laughs> she, she did. She liked the nose cookie, that powdered sugar cookie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. I don't, that ruins my image of the Brady Bunch. It, it, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? This is actually a good segue. Uh huh. Donald Trump, this, on the debate, the sniffing. Yeah. What's up with that? I, I have no. Well, first time he said it was the mic. Okay. So the second time. He was doing the same amount of sniffing. Uh huh. I'm like, what is up with that? You cocaine addict. You think so? No. You you think he ever did cocaine? Yes. You do. Well, he was big in the '80s. So if you're rich in the '80s in New York, it's tough not to think that. I mean, I think was he even was he around? The, he was like young, I guess, in the in the club '54 mm -hmm. era. So so he could have he could have definitely done some coke at some point. I would, I would, I would, I would, if I was to bet, I would say yes. It would be a more than 50% chance he's done cocaine sometime. Well, what do you think about the new controversy with Donald Trump and the leak and the hot audio mic. video? And, the, and the, the Billy Bush hot mic. And I never knew Billy Bush was related to George W. Bush and the I didn't Bush either. family. I didn't, I didn't either. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's weird. Well, the Bushes, like the one, one um, Bush daughter, um, Barbara, the the younger Bush is like like she's like big in like the fashion game I think in New York and stuff. Mm -hmm. and she, she's cute. I, I, I'm 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 a big fan of uh, young Barbara Bush, who's probably <laughs> in her mid mid thirties now. But yeah, I, I I had no idea that they were um, they're related. I mean, yeah, the other Bushes on. Are there uh, any Bushes that aren't related to the Bushes? 
the other uh the other bush is was on um she used to be on nbc on the okay. today show i don't know if she still is oh, but okay laura or or no it's laura the wife though so i don't, I don't know who it was uh is it jenna is it is yeah it? i think that's it yeah, yeah. jenna yeah, but uh, what, what do you think about the audio and video that was released? And he called it locker room talk. It's disgraceful. It's disgraceful. <laughs> I'm disgusted by it. That's not how we talk in locker rooms. No, but seriously, like, I've been in a lot of locker rooms, obviously. Yeah. Through my, I have not heard people. Well, no, well that, yeah, that, that's not a cool thing what you're doing. Like, you might describe, you know, you might speak in lewd terms, but you're not speaking of like like an assault you know what i'm saying right like and that that that's people seem to to conflate two different things like like yeah i can talk crude and 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 talk about you know sex or whatever but you don't talk about you know approaching a woman without her consent you know what yeah. I'm saying? That, that's not you're describing the action you're not you're not you know the what's wrong with that isn't that you 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 know the, the terminology or the wording what's wrong with that is the action you describe so that's not that, that's neither here nor there you know what i'm saying yeah well liberals attacked him on that whereas the conservatives defended it saying it was locker room talk it's, it needs yeah. to be brushed off and i even saw one post um i am not voting for the person i'm voting for the policies that was posted directly after okay. um, the audio and video came out i saw something else on well that's true and i i think that does need to be said because you know, in a sense, every candidate is just a proxy for a series of issues. So, you know, who cares what what they are personally? But the problem is, is that Democrats haven't hung their hat on being the moral authority in, in America. So if Hillary was to be, you know, morally problematic in certain ways, you could say, well, yeah, but I'm not voting for Hillary because of her morals, because I'm essentially a social libertarian, mm -hmm. and, and who gives a damn? But if you claim to be for Trump because you are a Christian conservative, well, then you are, by your own definition, holding your candidate to a higher standard. Right. So if you continue to support him when he's undercutting the fabric of what you say you believe in, then that's obviously hypocritical mm -hmm. and you can't pass that by like someone like me who doesn't really care what Hillary does I just you know I just am in favor of progressive policies and she's got to be a conduit to that and you know basically a continuation of the Obama administration like by the way Obama never divorced right you know what I mean super scandal free yeah I mean I don't I don't want to just say like you know the Obviously, a black dude couldn't get to where he was if he didn't, you know, if he wasn't squeaky clean. Mm -hmm. And you have this guy, and in, 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 you know, who has been more of a of a family man, a a, a loving husband of, of two daughters. Nothing really offensive you can say about him and his personal life, other than he, he smoked a cigarette. Mm -hmm. and, and you might not like Reverend Wright's church, right? But like in general, almost, you know. A 99% morality rating, and yet you, the next person you put out here is, is Donald Trump. That, that's your candidate. Right. And, and who's been married to, and I don't want to say every wife is a trophy wife, but I'm not going to say they aren't trophy wives. <laughs> Who do you think won a debate? 
Uh, I don't know. I caught the end of it. I mean, by the objective standard, Hillary will always beat Donald Trump in a debate. But if you go by, well, Trump's back was against the wall. He he it, it, he could the campaign could have been over, so he went on the attack mode. So I don't know. I mean, you could almost say Trump won just because because he was that close to losing it all, but I don't think he won on substance. Now, the, the next debate's coming up, and I hear there's more footage of him saying crazy stuff from The Apprentice. There, there can't not be. It, and they're saying he's dropping an N-word. Oh, wow. And all this stuff. If that comes out... He's, he, he's going to win the election because he's that... Because his, his constituents... <laughs> That's what they want to hear. If if that video drops before the next debate, yeah, do you think that changes things up? Uh, it just continues the narrative that that I mean, like, obviously he's losing now, and that would just further that. But but I guess there there's a the problem is that there is a certain firewall in which. He could be Genghis Khan. He's not going to go below 35%. Like, that is the absolute lowest. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless he... I mean, I don't know what he could do to to get less of the vote as long as he still was, was essentially saying that he was a Republican. Mm -hmm. Because a certain amount of people hate Hillary to a point that they can never hate Trump more than that. And, I mean, I, I assume that there's there would be the same on, on the liberal end, but we've never put up a candidate that that tested the theory so so profoundly. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, at the end of the day, no one is gonna say Hillary's not um, an intelligent person who's not well versed on the issues. That that's the very least you can say. Right. You know what I mean? So, so like if Kanye ran, then we would kind of get the we can see like okay. Kanye is, 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 you know, viewed, however, by, by mainstream media, and then you could possibly say, okay, well, now, what, how, how much, you know, crazy things can a person say and on, on the left end and still, you know, what, what, where, where does the, 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 um, the fort hold on that side? What do you see happening when the election actually goes down? Do you see Clinton winning just easily, or do you think it'll be a tight race? Uh... As it stands now, I think she wins easily. I mean, and it's weird because easily basically means like 30 states to 20 states or something mm -hmm. like that. Because it, it basically, I think we, as we have it now, there's kind of like 20 states each that you just know or are not even contested. And then 10 states that are battleground. Mm -hmm. But like Trump has to win like all of the the five remaining states that we still classify as battleground. And he's like losing all of them. So he's down in Ohio. He's down in Michigan. He's down in Florida. He's down in Pennsylvania. He's down in Iowa. And it's kind of like you've got to get a clean sweep of those to to bring it back. And, and you you can't say it by um, by hot mic interviews with Billy Bush. <laughs> How do they decide what are the battleground states? Do you know? It's just polling. I mean, you know where you're close. Like no one, no one visits California because you know it's going to a Democrat. No one vi mm -hmm. visits Texas because it's going to the Republicans. So, you basically start from that premise of what is you know 
what like for example, Alabama is strong Republican. Georgia a little more liberal. Carolina an actual swing state. So that like North Carolina. So that that's how how you go. And I mean, you could almost look at it as are you north or are you south and then the other places do you have minorities there or do you not? Like what's your percentage of, of mm-hmm. black and Hispanic and you know, could figure out like that. Yeah. I you know, you, you brought up Kanye a second ago as far as, you know, when he said he was gonna run in twenty twenty. Let's hope so. By the way, when I was in LA, I was driving on the highway. No more parties in LA. No more parties in LA. I was driving on the highway and there's a building. I don't know what building it is, but they had a huge sign on the building. I'm, I'm telling you, it was a huge sign. It said Kanye 2020. God bless him. And I'm like, who, who put that up there? Like, whoever owns that building had to believe in that so much. Well. And, and, and the funny thing is, is I'm driving by. It's like, oh, I got to take a picture of this. And I, you know, I kind of take a picture of it. And I kind of look over. And other people are like. Yeah, yeah. Snapping. like, what is going on? It, it, I wouldn't be surprised if, I'm, I'm not saying Kanye would, would run, but based on what we've seen with this election yeah i wouldn't be surprised if we got some wacky people running i think you can because the i mean maybe scott bell take take his his hat in the ring i hope so well anybody who who has a a pulpit already is someone who we at least will listen to Mm -hmm. and a certain amount of what we listen to becomes you know, you, you're, it's like you're occupying the, um, the attentions of, of, you know, people's minds. And it's like that, that on a certain level counts. Like Trump is just more well-known than Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. So they can both be saying the same thing, but Trump is, you know, could, could beat everybody else because we just care more about him. And, you know, if you get to a point where people are such ideologues that they don't care if you're doing something crazy, that's kind of like like all bets are off right so we've we've had a black president potentially we'll have a female president you think the next is hispanic uh i think we're due for a white man <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait 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 no if you said what will be the bar- the next barrier broken but or or because we're getting to a point now that 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 um like I often thought if you're gonna run for president, you almost would, it'd be like a modeling agency. Like you would just have cast again, just like, okay, who looks the part, who's smart, who's not gonna say something stupid, who doesn't, you know, have a, a, a crazy, you know, um, past. past, you know, something that happened previously. And just like, who's okay. not done an interview with Billy Bush. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so we're just grooming for the job. And as it stands now, like, I don't think Tim Kaine is necessarily presidential material. So you almost mm-hmm. have to say, like, who's the farm team we're building up? And I'll tell you who that is. It's San Antonio Mayor Julian Castro. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he would be the next person. He's kind of like the, the Rubio of the, um, okay. the, the left. But, he, but he's got a... Because, um, see, the problem with the right has is that when you're so hostile in your rhetoric towards what um, blacks and Latinos like, then it's tough to, to you don't have enough population that, that even cares about that. So example, 
um, the Republican coalition as it stands didn't say, oh yeah, it'll be super cool if we put up Marco Rubio because he would be the first Hispanic mm -hmm. and, and all the Hispanics would flock to us. It's like, yeah, but, but you've alienated all your Hispanics the last four years by talking about the problems of immigration mm -hmm. on Fox News and stuff. So, right. so it doesn't really work. So it, you're, you're really hurting your brand moving forward because all the milestones are going to start happening on the left. So black people are, can always say, well, the first ever black president was a Democrat. So there's that. Mm -hmm. And then women who are over 50% of the population are gonna be like, well, the first, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you're the party of women and minorities, then how do you lose an election if, if you get full turnout? Which is why they don't want everyone to turn out, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so if, if Hillary is elected and she gets a second term, that's so now you've had a total of 16 years yeah. of, of Democratic presidents. After that, I mean, can, can the Republicans in our lifetime, will, will we see another Republican president? Oh, I think at some point we will. But they're going to have to make some changes. Well, the, here's the thing that's crazy. Everyone believes, well, I want to say everyone believes, but enough people believe that what went down in 2000 with the recount of Florida mm -hmm. was, was lunacy. And you had a third party candidate in Nader who obviously, with his absence, Gore wins. So devoid a third party, you could already have 24 straight years of... 26, let me see, well, well no, yeah, 24, 92 to now, you could have theoretically had a Democrat. Mm -hmm. Because it's tough to see that Bush wouldn't have ran again in 2004, likely if he'd lost in 2000. And he would have probably lost in 2000 had there not been Nader. And, you know, it's a likelihood that we would have, if we voted Gore, that, you know what I'm saying, it's probably a 50-50 chance he would have been reelected. Mm -hmm. So it's getting exceedingly difficult for a Republican to win a national election because the politics have been so regionalized towards like rural America and you know basically white male non-college graduated so it's, it's, it's you're cutting down your base so small that you can win you know you can win the Senate you can win the local stuff all day and all night but when you take it nationally it doesn't play like I said if Hillary wins and if she won, you know, second term, mm -hmm. like I said, in the scenario I quoted before, what's that, 36 years? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the, that gets to be bonkers. But, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to, but at some point they've got to realize what they're doing and, and, and turn it to the skid and correct it. Right. Well, I want to jump into our segment here, in which I go over and discuss an artist of our past. Mm-hmm. One hit wonders, some people say. This artist here, his name is David Guppy. Okay. This is his real name. Guppy. Dave, David Guppy from New York City. Okay. He went by the stage name Redhead Kingpin. <laughs> and the FBI crew. And the FBI crew. You remember them? FBI crew had hits before Redhead Kingpin, I believe. Did they? Who is rocking the FBI's rocking? 
I did not know that. Yeah, check. I assume that's the FBI crew. We have to do some research like, on maybe that. Maybe there are multiple FBI. <laughs> CIA. Well, uh, the Ray Kingpin was, was part of that whole hip-hop New Jack swing era. Yeah. His first single, if you remember, was Do the Right Thing. Oh, I remember. Off the album, A Shade of Red. Yeah. Do the right thing. Yeah, that was cut. That was cut. Number 13 on the UK singles chart, 1989. The UK. <laughs> it charted in the UK. <laughs> it was banging out in London. Interesting, interesting uh, fact about Do the Right Thing. Uh-huh. It was featured on the soundtrack to Wes Craven's horror film, The People Under the Stairs. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? <laughs> and the other thing, he played keyboard on the majority <laughs> of his music. <laughs> yeah, I was sleep on it first. His second single was Pump It Hottie. Pump it Hottie. You remember that? That was a classic. They still call those dresses Pump It Hottie dresses. Do they? Yeah, the, 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 um, the skin tight, like, like, um, you know, short, relatively short dress. Those are known as, as, as pump and hottie dresses, at, at least through, through the mid to early 2000s. Now, now, what song did you like better? Do the Right Thing or Pump It Hottie? Uh, mm. Probably Do the Right Thing. That was, that was your track? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember it came on the radio and I was trying to find it and I, could, I couldn't find it. There it is. Yeah. So that was a very positive song. It was. That's now, all about positivity. Now, do you know who produced the majority of his music? That sounds like Teddy Riley. Close. His brother, Markel Riley. Oh, <laughs> Markel. <laughs> yes. Who was part of the duo Rex and Effect. Okay. Yep. So didn't Rex and Effect fight Q-Tip? I don't. I've never heard that story. Yeah, I heard uh, when he said who won? hardcore track. I, I thought like you. Q-tip. Oh yeah, he does uh, like punched his eye or something. It was some some story that that, that Q but that can't that can't be true. That, like Q-tip lost the eye fighting Rex in effect. <laughs> that was that was that was a '90s rumor. I hope it was true. That'd be a great you. story. So so redhead kingpin after you know things didn't kind of work out musically for him. That's a shame. He um, he got involved with film. Okay. He was actually in the movie Strictly Business with Halle Berry. Oh really? Yes. Will Smith's son kind of looks like. If there's ever a red, red-haired kingpin bio. <laughs> I doubt there ever will be. J Jaden Smith is, 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 uh, is, is the leader in the clubhouse <laughs> on that one. So like, like many artists from that, from that period, that late 80s, early 90s, that were kind of one-hit wonders, a lot of them went into production okay. and started producing and writing. And like I said, he played why, the why uh, keyboard. I mean, he, it didn't work out as an artist, so that'd be the natural progression. So uh -huh. he co-wrote the song, Two Can Play That Game by Bobby Brown. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't. Off the album Bobby, which I love that album. But then again, I'm a huge Bobby Brown out, was, uh, fan. Was that, that, was that, what, the second or third album? Oh, no, that was, that was, that was the third album. It was the one where he was, it was his back. He had he was kind of turned to his back and he had on the um, the leather. <laughs> that was every Bobby Brown cover. <laughs> That's a good. That was a great album. I love Bobby Brown. So Bobby Brown's first album. 1992. Well, okay, that was the second album, right? Uh, his first album is um, is um, Don't Be Cruel, right? 
Yes. Because <laughs> I would never be that cruel to you. <laughs> and what, so the second album is, is that number two? Is Bobby number two or three? Because he took I, a while and, and he kind of fell off in the, in, the, um, in the hiatus. Yeah, I believe it was two. Yep. I always tell people that, because people are always like, oh, Whitney Houston was, was um, you know, they, they act like Whitney Houston was way above Bobby Brown. Mm -hmm. And for most of her career, that was true. But it was not true during the brief three-month period of the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack when Bobby Brown released On Our Own. That, that was the height of Bobby Brown. When, 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 when On Our Own was, was out, no one, was, no one was above Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown was above Michael Jackson, people. Michael Jackson. I'm, uh, you, you know this. I'm on record. Oh, yeah. I'm I a huge Bobby you, Brown. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> preaching to the, you are definitely to, to, preaching. The, to the choir and the congregation and, and, and to the pastor <laughs> of the church of Bobby Brown. I am with that. So, so Redhead Kingpin... He, he actually, you know, broke away from the FBI and formed a group called the Private Investigators. <laughs> he, was all about, he was all about getting to the bottom of, of the crime. The Private Investigators. I swear to you. Just the PI. I can't make, yes. So yes. Do, do they have anything to do with uh, um, public announcement? <laughs> R, R. Kelly and public announcement? The, the name of the, the, the somebody, somebody, and whatever their, their, their backup folks was, was always j just dubious. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. So, um, so he changed his name. Okay. He's now, uh, and I'm going to struggle with this, Duwad Nurid Dwin okay. is now his name. So I, <laughs> the, the last, the, you know, the last sighting of him was he produced a song for Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack. Okay. A song I believe was called uh, No, and that's the last we heard of Redhead Kingpin. I think we should have, every time we have this segment, we should ask this question. 2016, is he rich? <laughs> <laughs> nope. He can't be rich, Eddie. No. No, no, he's he just, he's just, does he, is he a homeowner? <laughs> I'm saying no. I'm going with no. I agree with okay. you on that. That, that needs to be a question. Are, okay, first of all, that we got to get, get the guidelines. Okay, are you a homeowner, yes or no? That's the first level. And then, are you rich? So how much money would you consider someone to be rich? I would say, you know, obviously different parts of the country, it's a different amount. Right. But I would generally say, if you have a home and you have a half a million dollars. I'm saying, okay, you're, you're you know, by hood standards, you're yeah. rich. I'm gonna talk about if, if, if you're, you know, you had two working parents and you're, you're living on the nice side of town and you went to a private school. I'm talking about by the standards of what a rapper would have thought was, was you know. Mm -hmm. So are you a homeowner? We're saying no, and, and does he have a half a million dollars? We're gonna say no. <laughs> now, <laughs> Redhead Kingpin, <laughs> no red? Do, do, do not do, do, feel free to cause it because he, he might be caked up. He might be laughing. He's listening to this podcast in a in a, in a, in a Maybach someplace saying whatever. You know what? I, I do need to do some more research and find out where he is. I could not find anything on where he is now. That's, that's a shame. At, at all. I'll tell you what he's doing, though. The right thing. 
And with that, with that said, I have no further comments. <laughs> Let's wrap this boy up. <laughs> we covered a lot. We covered a lot today. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to uh, episode number 10. Number 10. Man, we should have some, some interesting stuff going down. The, 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 there's no shortage of crazy news, so let's do it. Yep, yep. Well, hey, we want to thank everybody for listening to the No Further Comments podcast. Yep. And until next week. Ship it go. Ship it go. <laughs> Thank you.